Welcome back to She is Becoming. We are a podcast of multi-generational women studying God's word dedicated to being transformed by the renewing of our minds. You can find our recent episodes on deconstruction, justification, feminism, and more on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and the Minnesota Grace Church app and website. And make sure that you are following us on Instagram at She's Becoming Podcast to catch our additional resources and giveaways. Well, I am your co-host Delaney. I'm here in the studio with my co-host Bev, and I have a question. All right. Are you ready? It's, I'm ready. It's a hard one. Land it. What has been a great challenge for you lately, and how has God shown up? Well, I have to admit that um, there are certain people I'm kind of struggling with right now, hmm. and um, I'm working hard not to uh, get them out of my life. Like not cut them off and cancel them? Even? Yeah. Yeah. I... Um, I've, I've been hurt mm. by them, and so it's, uh, it's testing my character, my Christian faith, what I really believe about forgiveness, what I believe about, you know, what's happening in my heart. And so I've, I'm really having to examine my heart and confess how I really feel and just, um, just throwing myself on the Lord to help me not to let this get a grip, you know? Right, right. Yeah. And how so, do you move forward in a relationship with healthy boundaries, not letting someone trample over you and, but yet being loving. Exactly. I want to take the high road and I don't want the bitterness to get in my heart because that hurts me. It does not hurt them. Yeah. Always. Right. Yeah. So, um, I'm kind of in the process of going through that forgiveness and, you know, getting my heart back in shape after I've been hurt. And I think we all go through that process with relationships one time or another. So, um, they're not that close to me, so I'm not it's like to, seeing them every day. Or, <clears throat> no, know. no. So it's I'm I I'm not forced to see it in my face every day. Is right. Yeah, so. which sometimes is good. Sometimes you need space to like get clarity and like sort through your emotions about that stuff. Yeah. But that's really hard. But that's what we've been studying in Galatians right it now. Is. When we're recording, we just finished um, Galatians six in our Real Faith Real Work study. Right. And that's been like all about that like yeah. how do we restore with people how do we bear with people yeah what does loving each other in the church really look like and these two uh, that i'm uh, are christians you know and yeah. that's really hard yeah that's really hard so um anyway god has i i've had issues like this come up before and he's always helped me work through it and i honestly can say in my heart um i don't have any bitter root mm. Uh, mm. with anyone <clears throat> well, but this could turn into one if i'm not careful right well, I think that's a good testament to like, we're always going to have relationships and things with people like this. Like yeah, for sure. It, it that's doesn't, just life. Yeah. It's just life. And it, it's going to crop up in all of our lives. And so we need to handle it with, you know, what's true about God, what's true about in the scriptures um, and be very careful because mm -hmm. it can, it can be a, a real negative in your life. Yeah. And we want to love God's church well. And we want to. Exactly. I don't want that in my heart. Yeah. It feels unclean. Thanks for sharing <laughs> that, though, because I think no. we we all are, if we're not in a similar boat, we will be. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah. thank you yeah. for sharing that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. Relationships. Mm -hmm. Always. Well, mm -hmm. we have a very interesting topic today. Uh, we've recently read a great book. I recently read a great book called 40 Autumns. 
It was about 40 years of life in East Berlin behind the Iron Curtain. Mm. And a woman writes about her family's real-life experiences under this socialist regime and how this family longed for freedom and others in the family didn't even know what freedom was because they were so young when it went Mm. under socialism. Um, Fascinating book. I've read so many books on World War II, but never anything what happened behind the Iron Curtain. I didn't know that you were like a World War II buff. I'm not a buff, really, but I'm in a book club, and we we have, over the years, Mm -hmm. we've been in 30 years or whatever, we've read a lot on World War II. There's so many books on World War II. Oh, totally. But this is like a kind of a lost thing. So the fact that it was um, biographical was was really fascinating, Mm -hmm. and I learned so much, and there's so many warnings in there for us as Americans as to how this can creep in. Right. But this didn't creep in East Berlin. This was... This was forced in totally. within a short a period of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the church suffered and was closed because socialism will have no uh, no rivals. Well, yeah, and no religion. Like, that is the religion. Exactly. Is the That's regime. what I mean. Yeah. That's what I yeah. mean. They want yeah. you to be only loyal to the regime. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that just really put in my mind this concept of freedom, which is a concept that we read about in Galatians. Um, Freedom is a big shout out to our democracy in the United States. We might even take it for granted in the United States. Freedom is costly and so important, not only to our nation, but to our personal lives spiritually. Now, what do we mean by that? The type of freedom many of us want is the freedom to do as we please, right? Right. That's yeah. what people think of when they say freedom. <laughs> right, right. And that's what um, our culture preaches is that kind of freedom. We want what we want, and we don't want anyone to have authority over us, right? Exactly. So consequently, then, some reject God and his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Yet this kind of freedom really is a slavery. Mm. And that is what we want to try to talk about here today. Yeah. Freedom from God is not what we need most in life. We need a freedom that only God can give us through Christ. We're talking about freedom from sin, from death, and the devil. Mm -hmm. Christianity promises us freedom. So today, Delaney and I are going to talk about some questions we all have about Christian freedom. They are, number one, what exactly does that mean, and how do we get free? Two, what are we free from? Three, How does this affect our daily lives and our eternal life? Four, is it possible to abuse this freedom? Mm -hmm. So let's take these four questions one at a time. Those of you in the Galatians James study this year uh, will be tackling this topic as well. So Delaney, would you mind taking those first two questions? Yeah, absolutely. So first two questions are, what is Christian freedom? You know, what are we free from? And along with, how do we get free? And we're going to be in Romans 6, um, John 8, and some other verses throughout um, uh, this study. So we'll study this podcast episode, but we encourage you to read them too um, on your own to see for yourself. So um Questions one and two, I, I want to answer kind of together, and this is a summary of them. What is Christian freedom? How do we get free, and what are we free from? So if you are a note taker, I am a note taker, and I really like categories, and I like this is number <laughs> Gotta one. Gotta be organized. This is number two. Um, so if you are, I am going to section this out into three categories, Category one is called freed through. Category two is freed from. And category three is through. 
Oh man. Category three is freed for. So it's freed through, freed from, freed for. Say that 20 times fast. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. I like how you broke that down. Oh, I, I have to make it like the alliteration yeah. is really important to me. Okay. Anyways. So category one, freed through. Christian freedom can really be summed up in this statement. Christian freedom is freedom from slavery. Pretty simple sum up, I think. But slavery to our sin, it's slavery to the world, it's slavery to death and hell. And so we are freed through justification, which we did do a podcast episode about. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen to that because that'll help you understand this episode. Um, and justification is the gracious act of God giving of God in forgiving and declaring righteous the sinner who believes in Jesus Christ. And this happens at this at the same time as salvation. So we are justified through the work of Christ. Christian freedom is not disobedience, um, which means I don't have to obey. It is not lawlessness. I don't have to follow laws or rules. And it is not permissive grace, which would be I can do whatever I want. So that's kind of a basis of like how we're freed, what we're freed through. Category number two is freed from. So we are freed really from, I would say, four things. The first one would be sin, like what you were touching on, Bev. Um, And it says this in Romans 6, for the one who has died has been set free from sin, for the wages of sin is death. And we know that from Romans 6, 23. So we are enslaved to sin, which means that we, we can't say no to it. Sin is our tyrannical master. We couldn't, we can't say no to it. We can't turn away from it. We're, we're stuck in it. And our sin is also meant, is also means that we're going to die eternally. We know that through the gospel that our sin means that penalty for sin is death. And so sin is our dead end, figuratively and literally. The second thing that we're freed from, and this is something we've talked about a lot in our Galatians study, is that we are freed from the elemental thinking systems and patterns of the world. So Galatians 4, 3 says, so also when we were underage, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. And then it continues in verse 9 and says, but now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable forces? Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? And so the elemental forces describe really the limitations of the ceremonial law, and the purpose was to show us that we couldn't keep the law and it points us to Christ. It shows us our need for him. And so now that Christ has fulfilled the law, we are freed from adding to faith alone. Here's an example from Galatians. In Galatians 5, it talked about um, the church was saying that, you know, you had to have faith in Christ, but you also needed to be circumcised to be saved. And that that would equal salvation. So it was this whole faith plus circumcision equals salvation kind of mentality. And in and of itself, we know that circumcision isn't wrong, but couple that with faith for salvation, and it's pretty deadly. It's a false well, gospel. Well, it's adding. It's yeah. adding. It's it's grace alone. Yeah. Through um, faith alone, in Christ alone. And, that, and when you start adding things on, whether it's baptism or this or that, it plus, 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 the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. It, it undermines your security in your salvation. Yeah, because then we have to merit it. Right. And we'll never get there. No. And that's actually a scary, that's a scary place to be in. So we, we can be freed from that, having to earn, having Mm -hmm. to merit, having to add to salvation. Um, And so that's something that we can be freed from, which is a great example of Christian freedom. But here's kind of a more modern example. I don't think we have um, circumcision debates like they did back then. Um, You know, you're think about this, you're six years old, 
and you just learned how to ride your bike without training wheels and you can bike faster and you can go further. Going back to your training wheels would be a huge step back for you as you've already developed these pretty awesome riding bike skills. And so this is in a in a smaller sense. This is yeah. what this example. Um, but this is really what was happening in Galatia in a much larger sense. And so to sum up category two. We are freed from sin, which leads to death, and we are freed from these elemental thinking and this elemental um, system and patterns of the world. Okay, category three, we are freed for. Um, Romans 6, 20 and 20 through 23 tells us that we are freed for obedience. We are freed to live righteously through the power of the Spirit, and we are also freed to obey out of love for God. Like we, that should be our heart motivation. We we obey. It's not this. Oh, I'm dragging my feet. I have to no, obey. Because we know obedience brings blessing. That yeah. is a principle. Yeah. Obedience brings blessing. So, wow, we are freed for obedience. Mm-hmm. We're also freed for knowing God, and you can find this in Galatians four. We get to intimately know God as our father. We just did a whole lesson about that in Galatians. Like we can have access to him through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We can call him Abba. We have this intimate, special relationship with him as our father where he's not like a father. He, he is, is our father. father. I keep saying that. <laughs> I do too. It's so good. Thank you, Sherry Dobbs. <laughs> I know. Such a good quote. Um, and so we're freed for for a relationship with him. Like we can be in that relationship to him. And it was in the relationship that we can have with him is different than what they had in the Old Testament. We get, we, since the Holy Spirit lives in us, we get to have a more intimate relationship than they got to have. We're also freed for inheritance. Um, we're of all things, you know, earthly and heavenly, that inheritance, which is found in Galatians 7. We're freed for enjoying God and his gifts. This is Romans 6. You have eternal life. Like we get to know God and we get to enjoy him eternally in heaven. We get to live forever and we get to worship him and we get to um, be close to him and we get to know him. We're freed for loving others. This is in Galatians 5, 6. It says, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. So there's freedom to love other people the way that Christ loved and to love um, people with God as our standard of love, not in a superficial way. This is like a God is our standard and God is helping us and enabling us to love. We're freed for truth. We get to experience the truth that's found in Christ. This is in John 8. And so Christian freedom is through justification it's from slavery and it's for knowing and experiencing God to the fullest on earth and in heaven. I know that sound was kind of a mouthful. <laughs> that is a mouthful, but there's so much to our freedom that yeah. we, we need to t- break it down and take it point by point because that's a lot to thank God for. Well, and I think it's real. We, we just think of Christian freedom in one aspect and in one perspective. And it's usually, okay, I'm freed from this. I don't have to do this anymore. When Christian freedom has, is it means way more because you actually have things that you're freed to do too. It's exactly. not just things that I can't do. Exactly. It's like now I get to be right. in relationship with God. Now I get to do things that I couldn't be without freedom. No, and, beca- and to have that freedom of having the Holy Spirit live within us empowers us to Absolutely. live that free life. There's a great quote by a man named Jim Alker. He said, may we think of freedom not as the right to do as we please, but as the opportunity 
to do what is right. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I did too. I just thought that's truth. Yeah, that's that's really truth. Well, Delaney, with those great thoughts in mind, I'm going to go to questions three and four, and I'm going to look into Romans and also into Galatians. The third question is, how does the freedom we have in Christ affect our daily lives and our eternal life? Well, the book of Galatians has been a favorite this year. Oh, yeah. Um, we've, we've loved studying it, and just taking it slow through the book has been a real blessing. Chapter 5 specifically addresses freedom and will help us to begin to understand how our freedom in Christ affects our daily lives. So mm-hmm. Paul really goes into this. Chapter 5, verse 1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So what Paul is warning about here is that it's possible for the Christian to fall back into the slavery to the law. Mm. Slavery to the law is what we call legalism today, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to earn our freedom from the guilt and punishment of sin by doing good works. Boy, that has been pounded into us all through Galatians. Every oh, other yeah. verse is on that topic. Mm-hmm. And but you know what? We need it. Because human nature is has the tendency to slip into that. Yeah, because we want to boast. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, now for the Jews, Paul addresses in Galatians, that meant that some were telling the Gentiles that they must be circumcised, as you said, and follow the ceremonial laws. If this is so, why did Christ have to die? for the forgiveness of sin, if we could earn it, if we could earn that forgiveness. Yeah, what was the point? What was the point? That mindset leads to death because no one will be saved through the keeping of the law. Mm. Scripture's clear on that. No one has kept the law, not one. No one is righteous. And what's interesting is that like the Galatians, that was such a hard thing to wrap their mind around. And I think today people feel the same way. Like we just want the checklist. Like I remember Jeannie said that in one of her messages (laughs) Mm -hmm. where she was like, give me check one, two, three, and I'll be in heaven like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We like that, you know, the top 10 list of what do I need to do to get there? Yeah. It's our self-sufficiency, our pride, our, we want to puff ourselves up. We want to earn it. And, you know, there is something about the American mindset too, who's Mm got to pull up their bootstraps and do it themselves, right? Totally. That's, that's kind of a a favored attitude. Uh, But listen to Ephesians 2. It is by grace that you are saved through faith. This is not of yourselves. Mm -hmm. It's the gift of God. Think of that. It's a gift. Mm -hmm. Um, if I give you a gift, Delaney, you didn't earn it. No. <clears throat> it is out of love and compassion in my heart. It's a grace gift. Yeah. And all I can do is just be thankful that you gave me this gift. Like, right. I didn't do anything for you to give me this gift. You just have to receive it. Receive it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then it goes on to say, not by works, so that no one can boast. Going back to that idea of mm-hmm. we want to have our hands in the credit department. You know, we want to take some credit for it. Mm-hmm. So what are some modern day examples of legalism? Well, feeling self-sufficiency, uh, relying only on yourself, um, that I don't need Christ. I don't need to seek him for forgiveness, that I just need to live a good life. You know, I can just mm-hmm. do it on my own. Well, I think a lot of that's control too. Like I, I can control the outcome in my life. I can control how everything works out. And we feel when we lose a sense of control, that that can be really scary for a lot of people. So yeah. I, I can relate to that. Yeah. 
<laughs> the song comes to mind. Can't you just hear Frank Sinatra singing? I did it my way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. and, but that's human nature right there. Mm-hmm. That song kind of sums it up. Um, and then that striving. You know, we, we, we like to um, strive after things um, in ourself just so that we can have that accomplishment or trying to be worthy of God's affection. Uh, I like I, I need to clean up my life first before I can really start right. taking God seriously or start going to church. I got to stop doing X, Y, Z. And then maybe I can start looking into faith things. And yeah. because then I'll be better. And I and then he'll have to accept me because I'm better. So but God wants you to come to him all messy. Right. Because he's the only one that can clean that up. He's the yeah. only one. We can't do it ourselves. Which I think is important that you're bringing that up because I remember having a conversation a few years ago with a friend and I remember she was kind of struggling with that concept. <laughs> like she kept thinking that she had to make herself right. And I remember just looking at her and being like, you don't have to make yourself right in order to come to God. He will do that. You just need to receive salvation. Yeah. And I think that goes back to, I mean, they all work together, but is that we want to do something in it. Yeah. It's, it's counter uh, human nature Yeah, to, to, to first come to him and then to let that process of what Christians call sanctification or this process of becoming this better person that you want to be, that you know God wants you to be, but you can't do it in your own strength. You can't uh, have forgiveness of sin in your own strength, and you cannot be made holy and, and righteous in your own strength either. Mm-hmm. So we're really dependent on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Freedom in Christ really releases us from that gerbil wheel, yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. can you picture it, mm-hmm. of trying to earn God's favor. Because when you're doing that, how much? How many times do I have to go to church? How much sacrificial giving do I need to do? How much? How many people do I need to touch? Uh, you know, it's just... Right. It, there's no boundaries there. And so it's never, you again, you never have that security of your salvation. And I think you realize quickly that it's all never enough. Oh, yes, you know, absolutely. Like, Try to swim to Hawaii. Yeah. That's what it's like. Yeah. Um, when we receive Christ by faith, his good works, his keeping the law perfectly was on our behalf. Mm-hmm. His righteousness becomes ours. Our falling back into the cycle of thinking and acting like it was works yeah, you know, we can do that. Are yeah. we doing that? Yeah. Then what is happening is you are taking credit when it was only on the credit of Christ that we can be saved. Yeah. So we are to change our former way of life, to put off that old self and take on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. We are free from the punishment of sin, its power. In our eternal life, we will be free from sin's presence isn't that a wonderful blessing? Can you imagine <sighs> being in a in a group of people where there's no sin? What is that going to be like? Dwayne? I know. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. And like the the more I learn about the Lord, the more I like re- my sin really bothers me. I'm just like this is the worst. It I is. can never get out of this. I mean, you know, we have the power of the Holy Spirit, but it's like I still sin. You know, like and it's yeah. just. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, we have power over it. We're not powerless. We're not powerless. We're not powerless over, but even the sin's presence in eternity Mm -hmm. will be gone. Mm -hmm. We experience this new life, this freedom, as we learn to walk in obedience to God, Mm. in the way of love to him and to others. We're free to, and the Holy Spirit empowered to do this, this loving others and walking with God. Um, Second Corinthians says, now the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Mm-hmm. 
a person with the Spirit of God within them, which you receive when you receive Christ, wants to live to please God. How would you say, like, when when we talk about that there's freedom in obedience, what's like a what what's like a practical example of that? Like, I'm trying to think of my own life of like the times where I was walking in willful disobedience. Mm-hmm. And I know that I, there was a lot of um, guilt that came with that and shame mm-hmm. and consequences. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so is that, would you say that that's what we're free from is some of those emotions and some of those consequences? That's part of it. Definitely. Definitely. But you're also free from uh, this control of this lower nature. I would call it a lower yeah. nature, this sin nature. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and Satan is involved in this as well. So if we choose to do um, the selfish thing, the wrong thing, and there's uh, such, um, it's not going to be your best life, as they call it, right. you know? Yeah. The, the best life is when we live according to God's principles right. and his laws, because he gave us life. He created all of life. And if we don't follow the manufacturer's instructions, we are not going to be free. Right. We, we stay in that bondage. Um, and it's very hard to stop sinning without the help of God. Amen. Um, so he can not only wash you away, wash away your sin, take it away. Um, he also, the guilt of it, he also can empower you not to sin. And that's huge. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Like I'm struggling right now with that, like I shared at the beginning of the podcast. So I know he's he's helping me walk through this and empowering me to do the right thing here and not to um, get stuck. I, I want to be free from those feelings right. um, <clears throat> and those thoughts. Uh, I, I want to be free from that. And he can set you free yeah. from that wrong thinking or wrong actions. And that's a beautiful thing. Amen. In Romans 7, Paul uses the example of marriage to illustrate the point. So if a husband dies, then the wife is free to marry. Scriptures goes on to say in Romans 7, So my brothers and sisters, you also died to the law through the body of Christ, that you might belong to another, to him who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit for God. In verse 6, But now by dying to what once bound us, we have been released from the law so that we serve in the newness of the spirit and not in the old way of the written code. So we're no longer under this trying to follow the law, which was a dead end. Mm -hmm. Now we have the spirit and it's a new way of life, a new way of following and obeying God. Mm -hmm. So our Christian freedom really allows us to serve God in a new way through the spirit within. We will bear the kind of fruit in our lives that can only be done through the Lord. You know, good deeds minus Christ and by his spirit are acts that bring no glory to God or they and they don't have eternal good for the individual. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people doing a lot of good things in this world, but it's not for the Lord. It's mm. for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the motivations, the selfish <clears throat> The selfish motivations. I mean, that kind of defeats the... Right. There's no reward for that. There's no reward for that. Mm -hmm. So with freedom in Christ, we are also equipped to be protected from Satan. Ephesians 6 talks about the armor of God, and our offensive weapon is the Word, the Bible. The Holy Spirit also protects us from him. So we're free from that domination of God's enemy, and our enemy as God's people is Satan. We also have freedom from insecurity with our salvation. This is so huge, so huge for so many people. Romans 8, 1, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because 
through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free mm. from the law of sin and death. And I love that in the justification episode, I'm going to bring it up to get again because this was so key that you said this and it really stuck with me that condemnation. I have always thought in my mind means that like people being judgmental towards you, but condemnation actually means in this context that you are condemned to death because of your sin. And so we're free from being condemned to death when we have been justified. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that what a gift of freedom mm-hmm. that is. Uh, also in 1 John five thirteen, when we're talking about the security that we can have when we are living in the freedom with Christ. Um, and this is what, First John says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Mm. That last phrase there, so that you may know that you have eternal life. We have freedom from the fear of death and the great sure hope of eternal life. It's ours now. Yeah. We possess it right now, right yeah. here. It's not after we die. Eternal life begins here when you confess Christ as your Lord and Savior. And it doesn't change depending on the moment. Like I think about conversations I have with um, friends of mine that believe a different religion. And it's very like, okay, if I do this in this moment and then I die, then I might not go to heaven. But if I am doing something right and I die in this moment, then I will. So it's this constant like... Living and like, okay, I got to make sure I'm doing something right all the time. And if I fail, I hope I don't die in the moment that I did something wrong. Like, it's stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fear based. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our faith is not fear based. Mm -hmm. Our faith is love based. So we're freed from fear. Yes, we are. Yes. Mm -hmm. Perfect love casts out fear. Mm -hmm. And then the final question is it possible to abuse freedom? I think we all know people who do. Yeah. The short answer is yes, we can abuse our freedoms. First uh, Peter 2.16 reads, live as free people, but do not use our freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. So we're not free to boldly sin. We're not free to abuse the grace that's freely given us. Um, and what would that look like? That would say, well, I'm just going to do it anyway and yeah. ask for forgiveness later. <laughs> or or on the flip side uh, of I'm going to try to earn it all the time. It's mm-hmm. it's either the it's we swing to extremes where we're permissive grace or we're legalistic with that. Yeah. Yeah. But neither is true. Then in Romans 14 and 15, we learn that we are to consider others above ourselves. There is a lengthy discussion on there about being mindful that there are differences in the body of Christ disputable matters. These are things like choosing schools for our children, what we're eating, how we dress, money matters, alcohol, how we worship, and the list goes on and on. We may feel a freedom to do certain things that others think are not okay. Our freedom can cause others to stumble. We need to be thoughtful and put the other person's well-being ahead of our own when we're talking about our freedoms. Mm -hmm. A key verse from Romans is Romans 14. It says, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Mm. And then the passage warns against causing someone else to stumble. So Delaney, there is so much to this topic of freedom. Can you just kind of wrap it up for us? Yeah, I don't I don't have a huge wrap up except except for this. It would be I think really our our challenge I think would be this to don't trample on the grace and freedom that God offers us through Christ by being a slave. Mm-hmm. Like let's not go back into our old our old um 
ways of thinking, our fear-based ways, the slavery that we were enslaved to, because that's a trample on all that Christ did on the cross. It is. It's to take the meaning right out of it. Grace he offers us. Like, let's not live as tramplers of that. Right. Like, let's live like we have been set free. Let's live like it, like, and not abuse it. And to to let people know, like, this is how you can be free and that freedom isn't what the world would say that it is. And we get to obey God now. And we're Mm -hmm. empowered now to obey God. Mm -hmm. And that's the best life. It's the best life. And I think even the way that we obey Christ and obey God shows a lot about our freedom. Like, let's obey with joy. Like, let's obey because of a heart motivated by love. Like, let's not be dragging our feet with it. Oh, no. Delaney, 69 years old here, this gal. I have seen it. Mm-hmm. lived out in the lives of countless people, my own life. I've, I've been on both sides of this coin, and I can tell you it, the, the legalism and the uh, grace abuse leads to bondage. Yeah. It leads to bondage. Mm-hmm. We want to be free to follow Christ, and that's the life, the life to the full that Christ wants for us. Yeah. And if you're in bondage, like, and you need prayer, like, please DM us on Instagram. We would love to pray for you. Like, we all have moments where we slip into this. And so um, we want to be there for you. And we want you to know what God's word says if you are struggling with this. But, um, Bev, will you just pray to close us out? I will. Thank you, Delaney. Um, Lord, we want to be free. We want the freedom that can come only through the Lord Jesus Christ. So, Father, help us to keep our eyes on him and what he has done for us and not on our own abilities, but rather look to him to equip us to follow and obey and to love him and to love others as we are called to do in your word. So, Lord, it's all about you. It's all about you. It's what you have done for us. It's how you lived the perfect life. It's how you were the perfect sacrifice and paid the penalty and the punishment for our sin. It's all about you. And we give you glory and praise for the freedom we have by placing our faith in you, Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to remain free and to never abuse the gift of grace. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, it was great to be with you, sisters. Join us in two Mondays on She is Becoming.